0: Hello and welcome to Becker's Orthopedic Spine and ASC virtual event. We're so excited to have you join us for today's fireside chat, payer strategies that work for spine, orthopedics, and ASCs. I'm Nick Miranda, a reporter with Becker's Hospital Review, and I'll be your moderator for today's session. Payer executives have told Becker's that they plan to double down on surgeries and services outside of hospitals as key areas for growth, but surgeons and ASC administrators are looking to make sure that that enthusiasm comes with sufficient reimbursement. So, how do leaders craft payer strategies that put their practices first? We have a fantastic discussion planned for you today, but before we dive into the questions, I wanted to briefly let our guest introduce himself. Dr. Anthony Romeo, can you please tell us a bit about yourself and your practice?
1: Sure, Nick. Thank you very much for the opportunity. Uh, I'm Anthony Romeo. I'm an orthopedic surgeon and my practice specializes in shoulder and elbow surgery and sports medicine. I'm also the executive vice president of the Musculoskeletal Institute at Dooley Health and Care, which includes the service lines of orthopedics, spine, interventional pain, rheumatology, neurology, uh, PMNR, as well as oversight with regards to physical therapy and occupational therapy. So we have uh, an effort towards an integrated musculoskeletal system. And I also have my own practice, uh, which I've been practicing now for uh, 28 years in the Chicago metropolitan area, and so it provides a, a lot of insight in some of the issues we're going to talk about this evening.
0: Spectacular. Well, I'd love to get into the bulk of it too, and while I understand that each contract and relationship is unique, when you're working with payers, what are the top one or two defining points of contention from the provider perspective? Well, you,
1: you mentioned from the very beginning it's always contentious when you talk about reimbursement. And we're gonna have some questions that go into that a little bit more uh, in our discussion. So I I wanna talk about sort of the bigger picture of the issues that uh, we really have to stay focused on. One of them is utilization review. And it's been challenging for us as we've moved cases into the ambulatory surgery center and we received pre-approval for some of our cases But then through the process of utilization review, we find out that uh, some of the procedures are either not uh, approved or uh, they're not reimbursed at the level that expected. So uh, that's been challenging for us because uh, we really would like to work in a partnership and recognize that moving these cases into the ambulatory surgery center should be of value by reducing costs. So utilization review uh, has been an issue for us. The other thing that's become more unique is that the contracts uh, between the payers and the providers have become much more complex. And we're seeing, unfortunately, a significant uptick in litigation uh, as it's been difficult to resolve these issues. And so these contracts come in with some very complex pricing terms. And when the payers, are able to pay a certain amount. And then when we compare our contract and what the actual reimbursement is and recognize that the number is lower, uh, we have a difficult process of going through a dispute to being reimbursed for what exactly was the contract in the first place. And so uh, these are very complex relationships. uh, And I think that right now in terms of contention, it's the utilization review. Uh, If we've already had it approved, why are some of these things being denied? And then if we have a contract, we should all be on the same page with regards to uh, what we're doing and what we should be reimbursed for. Um, So I think those are important critical issues in terms of the contentiousness that might be happening now between the payers and the providers.
0: And with those points specifically, I'd like you to contextualize this for me, or for those unfamiliar, are these issues that you've seen uh, you know grow historically or are these things that have been rising over the just the past several years specifically
1: it's actually uh, over the past several years i, I think that the um, movement of cases into the ambulatory surgery center that happened 15 years ago 10 years ago uh was a a, a sort of a process that occurred and and everyone agreed it was a, a good thing for the right patient in the right environment now as we're seeing a significant shift of cases out of the hospital into the ambulatory surgery center the behavior towards the ambulatory surgery center is becoming uh more aggressive in other words in the past it was looked at as the possibility of a a site where revenue would be improved because costs were less and now it's being treated more as another cost center uh, for the payers and there uh it seems that they're really ratcheting down and exactly what they're going to pay for and how much they're going to pay for and that's why i think it's Very important to have these uh, contractual relationships worked out ahead of time, but you also have to have a very sophisticated uh, um, information technology system to be able to manage this and to make sure that everybody is playing fairly uh, with the contracts.
0: I'd like to dig on that. Uh, or dig into that a little bit more because across the board, we see that ASCs are being paid less than hospitals for the same services that they're providing patients. So can you tell me a little bit about what conversations look like today with payers and if they're willing to boost rates to, you know, keep cases in ASCs?
1: Nick, that's a great question. and I think a lot of ASCs are coming to the realization that uh, the contract negotiations of 10 years ago are no longer sufficient. Uh, you You can't just say we're less expensive and therefore we should get better reimbursement that that's just not going to work anymore you really have to walk in with good data and it really has to be an evidence-based negotiation which means you have to be able to say that we're providing this care it's safe for the patients the outcomes are the same or better than what they are in other sites and the readmission rates or complications are no different or less and you have to have that data to be able to share with them then say, because of that, and because of the fact we're typically reimbursed at about 40% less than at a hospital environment, there should be some benefit in terms of, of the overall reimbursement for the provider and the facility um, that, that basically rewards the fact that we're able to accomplish this in a much lower setting. But you're not gonna be able to get that unless you have the ability to share with them your evidence-based data. You need to know your Medicare rates and and know that very carefully so you can compare that to what they're offering. You have to understand the other payers in the market. So if you're with one large payer, you have to understand what another one is offering. That too gives you the opportunity to discuss uh, from the point of view of what's fair and what's appropriate for the market of what's going on. And that's why sometimes when one payer becomes very dominant, it really becomes very difficult to negotiate because they basically set their prices no matter what you do. And that's, that's unfortunate because it should be more fair than that. I think it's also important to have an understanding of what the actual cost is in the hospital. And that's an important point to, to provide to them to say that if this is if we did this operation in the hospital and we did this operation in the ambulatory surgery center, here's the difference in the two costs. You've reduced our costs to the point that our margins are so low that it's becoming difficult to actually run a business. We think that based on the evidence that we have that it's safe, uh, the outcomes are great, and the patients aren't having more complications, we need to have a better contract in place so that we can cover our, our business and continue to sustain and move forward and we can do that because we're doing it just as well the hospital if not better at a lower cost and uh we know you're paying this for the hospital so this is a really still a great deal for you and and i think that uh you also need to be able to present the quality of the physicians that you have uh people that have distinguished themselves in the community say you know we're providing very high level care um and Uh, You should be able to show your volume too. So if you're an orthopedic group that is interested in developing more and more joint replacement, you should share that uh, with your payer and say, we're doing 400 joint replacements. We've had this increase. Here's our outcomes data. Our patients are doing well. Um, We feel that in this marketplace, the appropriate uh, uh, reimbursement is set at this level, this percentage of Medicare and reflects, again, a, a nice cost saving from the hospital environment, uh, but uh, a, a essentially an incentive for us to do these in the surgery center and provide you with the same quality of care for the patients that we can do in the hospital. So it's, a, it's an important transition. We have to justify the quality of our care. And we do that very carefully from our, both our clinical outcomes and patient related outcomes. And we hopefully develop a partnership with the insurance company saying, listen, you're going to be selling this uh, to the the individuals that are uh, using your insurance and show that this is a great place to have your surgical procedure. You're going to save money from other sites and we're going to be able to sustain and grow our business to help you continue to be prosperous in this environment.
0: Certainly sounds like a a shift in the framework and, and that strategy too. And I'd like to touch on uh, a larger trend, certainly related to that, and it's that payers are prioritizing shifts to value-based care in hospitals, certainly, but they haven't given it as much attention among ASCs. So, what role does or should value-based care play in payer relations for ASCs?
1: That's a interesting process, and and the truth of the matter is, is that when you look at what value-based care is, and that is the outcomes divided by the cost an ambulatory surgery center should be right at the center of that in terms of a delivery of a surgical procedure in a healthcare system. Uh, We should be able to provide outcomes in an ambulatory surgery center at a lower cost, which creates a greater value. And yet, as you said, there hasn't been an alignment and a lot of it has to do with the fact uh, that the hospitals have not been as involved in this process um, until recently. And now as they recognize this significant migration to the ambulatory surgery center, they're certainly much more involved, um, as long as well as the other ambulatory surgery um, uh, large uh, groups that are, are now working in this environment. I think that uh, one of the things that's really interesting in this whole uh, situation is that the value based care should be in the site which is best for the patient at the lowest cost. But what's what's difficult to know is it is the surgery center actually the lowest cost for the patient? What's remarkable is that the overall cost to the insurer, it might go down. But in if the incentives aren't properly aligned, uh, the patient may have a higher copay. Uh, There may be a, a more cost differential. They may end up actually have to pay more to have the procedure done in the ambulatory surgery center than in the hospital with the same procedure. And that's not the alignment that we're looking for. And in fact, there's been a couple of surveys looking at this issue and most people agree we still are way off in terms of our alignment with regards to value-based care the payers the hospitals and the ascs so we have a, a lot of work to do and i think it's going to be important uh, that we keep looking at that i personally believe that when you look carefully at the setting for the ambulatory surgery center what you'd like to create is a environment of a surgical ecosystem where we're providing the best care at the best cost. That's where the true value is gonna come out. because if we provide bad care in the ambulatory surgery center and they have to be readmitted, our costs go up and that reflects a, a bad value. So we have to work together with the hospitals, with the ambulatory surgery centers and allow the physicians and the anesthesiologists and the appropriate phys- uh, primary care medical doctors decide, this patient is a great patient for the ASC, That's where the surgery should be done. The cost should be less. There should be the appropriate reimbursement for the providers as well as the facility to encourage that decision. And the overall cost of healthcare will provide the best value. That's going to take a little bit of work uh, and alignment since right now we don't have all those things uh, in one place in in much of the United States and where care is being delivered.
0: I'd like to, Pivot slightly on another hot-button healthcare issue broadly, and this one's specifically patient-facing, price transparency. It's playing a huge growing role in influencing payer-provider negotiations on the hospital front, but ASCs have been spared from, you know, posting negotiating prices. Some ASC executives have told Beckers that that could change. Uh, Do you agree, and if so, how should you brace yourself for that change if it comes?
1: I do agree that price transparency is a good thing. I think it's a very good thing for patients. I think it's a very good thing for uh, the advocates of patients. People should know what the cost is out of their pocket for the healthcare that they're receiving. I don't think that's unreasonable at all. I think that most services that we receive, uh, we know what the cost is. And if we're told after we receive the service, it's gonna be a much higher number. It's very frustrating and disappointing. But in healthcare, that seems to be more of the norm. But it's more complex than just posting a number because the hospitals don't wanna do that. Their prices are just universally higher than an ambulatory surgery center. And on the superficial level, someone might say, well, boy, I just wanna have an ASC instead of a hospital. And it doesn't really take into the account of where's the best place to have the care from the patient's point of view. So it's only one piece of it. The other problem is, is that it doesn't really matter what the hospital posts as their number, what's the insurer gonna pay? And and so the patient may see, let's just take a number that's $5,000 for the cost of this procedure. And if they have one insurance, they may pay little or nothing. If they have another insurance, they may pay $3,000. So if the insurer is not included in the price transparency, how is the patient really going to know what is the cost out of their pocket until they've already gone through it and then they get the bill and so there's a there's some work to be done in this area to to really define this well from the patient's perspective which is uh, the way it's supposed to be unfortunately the way it's being set up it really almost creates a competitive advantage for the insurance companies and other hospitals uh to to look at prices as basically look behind Uh, someone's closed door to see what's going on there, and those numbers can be manipulated without really having a basis of what's actually happening to the patients. The inventory surgery centers have have the same issue. We can charge $5,000 for an overall procedure, but we can't many times tell the patient what their out-of-pocket cost is going to be because their insurer, depending on what their insurer will pay for or not pay for, what their deductible is, uh, and, and a variety of other things, it might be a different number. So the principle is a good principle. I don't think there's any doubt we're moving in that direction. I think ASCs will be included, especially as we work on this surgical ecosystem. I personally think it'll be favorable towards moving cases into the ambulatory surgery centers. It should be less, Uh, but I, I think we have a long ways to go before the ASCs are gonna be part of that process.
0: And to round out this conversation, I think we'd be remiss not to touch on one of the largest pain points between ASCs and payers, which are prior authorizations and their impacts on quick treatments and payment turnarounds. I know it's a subject you've spoken about before, but what's worked in expediting this process and what more needs to be done?
1: Yeah, it's. um, I I think we've all heard nationally the public outcry of uh, what a challenge this is from the provider's perspective and from the facility perspective. From the payer's perspective, they come back and say, well, if you actually looked at our data and you saw how many of our patients are not getting the results that they're looking for, we're trying to do our best to police what's going on to make sure that patients are not getting a procedure that's not really gonna help them. Uh, we're trying to make sure that the indications are correct. And so you're, you're getting both sides of the equation, but what's really stro- a struggle for most of us is that when you look at a number of procedures that require prior authorization and have somewhat of a drawn out process, and then the Ambulatory Surgery Center has to go through their own pre-authorization for the surgical procedure, and then you find out that 95% of the time these are all approved, we're spending a lot of time and effort for something that really, uh, we're putting more oversight in that's really valuable. And and so the pre-authorization and prior authorizations and, and looking at these things is, uh, again, what's happening is that the system is driving everyone to have to have greater information technology movement towards artificial intelligence and machine learning to be able to understand the complexity of what's going on. And, you know, I, I think that um, we really do need uh, some changes in the way the pre-authorization process takes place and, and again, the utilization management. And I think those changes are going to happen because, uh, it's been overwhelming and and it's taken up a lot of time and effort uh, for physicians and ASC's management to actually manage all of these different issues.
0: Well, I certainly don't think you're alone in having those sentiments, but uh, to wrap up, that's all the time we have for today. And I just want to say thank you for your time and insights today. And big thank you to those who joined us for this fireside chat. Thank you for attending Becker's Orthopedic Spine and ASE virtual event. We have several other incredible sessions going on as part of this event and I encourage you to check them out. Please make sure to let us know if you have any questions or feedback and thank you again for joining us today. Thank you, Nick.